Hi, this is Michelle. This is Gus. Welcome to Audible Clutter. Today we are going to rant a bit about a couple of things and then talk about music and movies and apparently rant a little bit more. But our first topic is Amazon Rainforest and the fires. And the fires in Brazil and the horrors that are going on there. And, and the how they tried to keep it from the world yeah, for so long. Yeah, like you can... Like, the world won't eventually notice if the Amazon burns down. Yes, the fires are so big you can see them from space. Yeah. Yeah. So at the root of the problem is the fascist government. Yes. Um, The president, Bolsonaro, is an authoritarian. He's a fascist. He's always pushing the police to get stronger. He apparently, at his campaign rallies, would act like he was shooting a machine gun. Um, And he has always been in favor of cutting, uh, of loosening the environmental rules in the Amazon, um, which were always very strict because the Amazon is really important. It produces 20% of the world's oxygen. We really really need the Amazon rainforest. And Bolsonaro was all, okay, let's just cut it down and have lots of cattle and mining and all of that sort of thing. And so now... Now it's on fire. Now it's on fire. Um, Pretty soon, immediately after the indigenous people won a court case, lo and behold, the Amazon is now on fire and Bolsonaro has an excuse to send in the soldiers and (laughs) it's part of their plan to they want to remove the indigenous people from the land pretty much i'm gonna post a video and you should watch it from sonia guajara speaking on a very sensible impassioned plea about how the indigenous people want the land they don't want someone else to decide what they're going to do with the land the planet is suffering there is she mentioned dry volcanic rain she mentioned all the water she mentioned carbon emissions, how necessary the Amazon is, and how the indigenous people are fighting for their lifestyle. You may be fine with an apartment, in a town, in a mansion, but that is not what they want. They want their ties to the land. They are tied to the land. They know what they are doing. They know what they want. They are trying to save the planet. They are trying to protect from a government that wants to make inroads in it to optimize the amount of money they are going to exploit this land for that actually belongs to indigenous tribes who have lived there all of their history. And if you're going to support people, support the indigenous tribes, I'm going to put up a link to, there's the Free Land Camp, there's the Brazilian Articulation of Indigenous People, and the Free Land Camp is apparently thousands of indigenous leaders who get together once a year and they have for the past 15 years to talk about issues and to continue their fight for the land and to continue to try to win court cases and bring attention to things and at this point help save the planet and to go along with that there's a brazilian indigenous chief and environmentalist named Rayoni metukitere i hope i'm saying that right um he was at the g7 conference this week um in france saying that Here's a quote from him. We believe that there are many mining companies and lumber companies and farmers who feel that the president has their backs. Talking about Bolsonaro, the president of Brazil. Um, 
Yes, so the key is for the rest of us to have the backs of the indigenous people and for Bolsonaro to respect the court cases that the indigenous people are winning and for if the G7 is going to give money and Bolsonaro, internet rumor has it, that Bolsonaro is going to reject that and be he's crying colonialism at France. Mm -hmm. um, maybe Macron and the rest of the G7 should just give the money to the indigenous people the 20 mil, which is a small amount of money. You said it was up to 40. Uh, there's 20 million from the G7 itself and also, what is it, uh, 12 million from Britain and 11 million from Canada. Yeah, maybe just give it to the indigenous people to continue their fight because they're actually fighting for the planet and mm -hmm. us. And so that's rant one, support indigenous people, not fascist governments. That's our advice. And... Rant number two is less geopolitical and more about Microsoft <laughs> and our Xbox. And yes, we're still trying to struggle by with an Xbox 360 that runs our Netflix and Amazon and all that stuff. I want to get the Love Live Blu-ray so I never have to use Amazon again because I'm actually boycotting Amazon. But we already bought the Love Live seasons, so we're not really... We aren't giving any more money to Amazon, and it seems like we would be costing them money because we play them every night and don't pay them anything. Well, we don't pay play all of them every night, but yes. Well, we play at least Love one. Love Live is a family tradition. Yes. For like the past four years? Oh, I forget. It's been a while. It's been a while. Flash loved it. Mm -hmm. And Duffles is very attached to Love Live Sunshine. Yes. Because Cooper was very attached. Because to Cooper was very attached. The fluffy cats love love life, and we all have a little bit of fluffy cat in us now. Wait, right, Maki? Maki doesn't disagree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So anyway, at some point, I'm trying to work on Amazon. I actually was proud of myself. I need a keyboard for my laptop because a couple of the keys are sticking, and apparently, laptop keyboards are the first thing to go. So you might want to get an old key keyboard for your laptop, because. The computer parts don't go, but the keyboard does. <laughs> and at least Macs are hard to repair or expensive to repair. Well, you, yeah, you looked up how much it would cost to repair the keyboard, and it was like 100 bucks. Yeah, it was. And that was even off-brand. Yeah, and that was just to take it to the local computer guy. Yeah, and so I actually went on to Target and got a keyboard that's full-size and not a compact, neat one I was going to get to Amazon, get from Amazon. But Amazon is currently, and oh, this is another rant, working with local police departments to get their ring doorbell techno ring door technology yeah. out there. And they're not telling people that local, they're not allowing local police departments to tell people that Amazon is like writing all their PR and answering all their complaints. So yeah, if you live in a neighborhood, your ring neighbor's ring doorbell might be spying on you because Amazon... And Amazon is also collecting this information and nobody knows what, you're, what they're doing with it because Amazon and Tumblr keep saying there should be no billionaires. There is no way to morally be a billionaire. <laughs> no, there never has been. <laughs> yeah. and so Jeff Bezos has way too much money and is leading so many, leading us into so many levels of cyber dystopia that it's appalling. Mm -hmm. That was an unusual, right? Anyway. That was that, that was, was an unscheduled rant, <laughs> but very authentic. Yeah. Um, so yeah, back to our Microsoft problem. Yeah, Xbox three hundred and sixty. Sometimes if you turn it on, it works. Sometimes if you turn it on and turn it off and turn it back on, it works. And today we spent an hour doing that, and it still didn't work. So <laughs> yeah, uh, 
Mm-hmm. And apparently the Xbox wanted us to podcast. <laughs> yes, apparently. We have to get a replacement. Yeah. Um, we're just debating whether we should get a PS4 or a Xbox One. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get an Xbox One. No, cause... my brother Bo says PS4. Yeah. I don't care as long as it's got a Blu-ray player. Although I have been playing games on the Switch and that's fun, but I don't think you can get apps on the Switch. No, I don't think so. Because I went to see the nieces and nephews last week and we were having fun with the Switch. Nintendo does really good party games on a non-rant. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the Switch was fun, and everybody at rehearsal had the Switch. Yes, they did. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. But I don't think one they more, do apps. One what? more thing I have to say about the, the Microsoft rant. Um, everybody always used to say that Insanity was... What was... The definition of Insanity was doing something and then doing it again and expecting a different result. But if you work with Microsoft stuff, you do that all the time. <laughs> you have to because sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, sometimes you have to turn it off and turn it back on. And it's just so annoying, but you have to do it. And maybe it's the whole purpose is to drive us all insane. So Microsoft is the definition of insanity. And on that, we will take a brief break. And we're back. This is Audible Clutter. This is our second season of podcasting and our mm-hmm. second episode of audible clutter we have rebranded in case you didn't know and now we're doing weekly more streamlined segments so you'll get two seven to ten minute segments each week and so for our second of these segments we're going to talk about the cool movie we saw this weekend which was although i could actually do a rant about bruce springsteen <laughs> or i would have in high school blinded by the light <laughs> yes which was a very cool movie about a pakistani guy living in Luton. Luton, England. I have no idea where that is. No. But it's not one of the larger cities of England. And it was set in, what, 84, 85? Yeah. And his dad worked for GM Factory. And got laid off. And the guy suddenly discovered Bruce Springsteen. And how much Springsteen's music spoke to him. Yeah. A friend introduced him to Springsteen and it opened his whole mind and heart and there was a really it was a really cool actually very well directed sequence it was such a cool sequence yeah um where he was like standing against a concrete wall and or actually didn't start out there but they suddenly started showing lyrics on the screen like surrounding him and there was a windstorm at the same time yeah and and then he was standing against a concrete wall and all of these lyrics were going over him and around him and there were colors and it was it was a gorgeous sequence yeah directed by the same woman who did bend it like beckham yeah which is why we went to see it because we were on the fence and but it looked good but then we saw ooh, same woman bend it like beckham let's mm-hmm. go we should yeah. get her name <laughs> yes we should <laughs> um because there was frankly too much springsteen in my youth i was not a huge springsteen fan springsteen did not do it for me as a well you also grew up in I also 1980s in, in Jersey, New Jersey in New Jersey so everybody else was a big Springsteen fan but I was like the kids in the movie who were more into this music with synths yeah <laughs> I was not a big rock fan and I was well I was very much well you were very I thought you said you liked metal well like metal but I also I mean it was I liked hair you, bands yeah you like the operatic <laughs> yeah meatloaf sort of well meatloaf chicago foreigner and sticks were big yeah 
those were big. I don't, I mean, I, I don't have the nostalgia. Well, I still like sticks and foreigner. I mean, but I, I discovered rock is a later thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I didn't really feel like rock lyrics spoke my name per se, like he did until Lizzie Hale yeah. <laughs> and the love bites. And so do I, and that mm-hmm. album, the strange case of, mm-hmm. Because that was like the first album where I actually felt like the singer was speaking things that I would be, <laughs> hmm. which was kind of a cool sensation. Definitely. I always thought that the difference for me between Joan Jett and Lizzie Hale is Joan Jett's songs are songs that like sung to me and Lizzie Hale's songs are songs I like to sing. But Okay. Yeah. That's uh that's me and Springsteen and Rock and the women I like who do rock, which is when you notice it if you're me. Yes. Did you like Springsteen? Um it was okay. I mean, I was more into the alternative rock and punk mm. sorts. Ramones. Of the Ramones, the police, men at work, mm. and also like Joan Jett and mm-hmm. the Bangles. Mm. Yeah. Prince. Yeah. Prince was huge. Yeah, Prince was huge. And I, they've been playing Sheena Easton on Music Choice Channel and saying how much of her stuff Prince was responsible for writing. Mm-hmm. Which, which is pretty cool. A lot. Yeah, Strata and Sugar Walls and things like that. Yeah. I think it's cool that there's a new album out of Prince doing demos of songs that he wrote that other people recorded. Oh, I didn't know there was. Yeah. You, you said you didn't think that was... Oh, right. right. I didn't know that that was that, what it is, but I also yeah. think that Prince very strictly controlled what he wanted out there. Yes, he did. That and it's... there was probably a reason why he didn't want that. Yeah, well, yeah. So, I mean, yes, it's a good... Although, thing. we do we have that one CD that has him singing... Oh, shoot, which one was it? Nothing Compares to You? Yeah, nothing... Yeah. Yeah. Which, which is gorgeous when he does it. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where, I mean, I have some sympathy for complete creative control, but... Mm-hmm. And it's Prince also was all about creative control. Yeah. So it seems disrespectful, but then there's the getting involved in his process, which is a good thing probably for the universe. I mean, mm-hmm. how much of your art do you actually own once you're no longer... In existing is <laughs> existing is another question for another day. Yeah, I mean that those things and and how much, I mean it's whoever controls your estate and how much they want to exploit and stuff. Yeah, I mean I don't like the things where they have hologram performers. No, that's creepy. Yeah, that's creepy. Yeah, Freddie Mercury performing at the what was it twenty twelve Olympics in London? That was creepy. Mm. Well, okay, not exactly creepy, but it was weird. Yeah, but it's only going to get better and more probable. And I think that we should just let artists, living artists, do things. Yeah, living people are better. We don't need holograms. Well, Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, because like the Will Smith movie where Will Smith is going to be playing Will Smith and Will Smith's younger self. It's like, what? That's a job away from an actor. Uh, Yeah. Don't you at least get his son to do that? Yeah. Because he looks a lot like him. Yeah, I mean, it just, it's like, are they suddenly going to have the jobs? <laughs> they mm-hmm. go, I mean, I suppose that there's always been makeup and stuff, but it just seems like if you're always just going to put the same actor in and, you know, it's the same thing with the hologram. It takes jobs away from living actors and mm-hmm. cuts down on diversity in your movies. Yes. <laughs> Hollywood should although, not be the be-all and end-all of movies. Although, if you want to get into that, then how do you do 
the next Star Wars movie without Carrie Fisher? I don't know. I would probably recast her. Because what they're doing is using um, footage that wasn't used before or somehow digitally manipulating Well, that makes sense, but she died in halfway through a three-part trilogy because she yeah. died while they were filming the second movie correct they had finished filming so two-thirds of the way through and yeah the character she's played and i mean that's that's certainly what you would call a special case scenario mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not like somebody's doing a movie now and saying that she's the only person who could be in it or, right that's true i mean that's it's good that that's, they use that's making do, do with, what, with you, what, yeah, what you can. Yeah. Uh, I probably had to rewrite the script, too. Yeah, they might have. But they probably did. It would be interesting to see what her character was doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're all over the place. We were going to talk about music and stuff, and now we're on Star Wars, because Gail's a Star Wars fanatic. Did oh, you no. get the... What's the whole deal with... You have, oh, we should... Never mind. Are you talking about Dark Grey? Yeah. I saw the stuff on Twitter, but... It, apparently there's a new trailer out uh-huh. that shows Ray if she had gone to the dark side and it's like she has a f- folding lightsaber. Oh, she's got the dumb lightsaber with stuff at two ends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that you can fold so that you use it one way or you can flip it out. Oh, that's why I saw I saw a Swiss Army knife, a lightsaber Swiss Army light gift yeah, that somebody, somebody made. Somebody compared it to a flip phone oh um but yeah there's lots of talk about is is she actually happening is that a vision is that a dream what is that well so, this is the last movie so hopefully it's yeah. not happening or, hopefully not but i mean it could easily be a vision or a dream yeah the force is so malleable it is all right got any more anyway blinded by the light is good stuff yeah good stuff yeah we were talking about movies like that that we liked and what did we come up with oh bring it on strictly ballroom strictly ballroom and the step up the step up series musics that are about or movies that are about music and culture clashes and so without being musicals without being musicals per se so we highly recommend those blinded by the light was fun it was a good date movie Mm -hmm. um strictly ballroom is amazing yes everyone should watch strictly Strictly ballroom Ballroom. pitch perfect no 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 bring bring it on bring it on is we used to watch that as a psych up movie Mm -hmm. before so many times tech and stuff we should watch it again yeah because that's amazing although like uh, most girl sports movies you don't get the satisfaction of having what should be your team win? <laughs> yeah. Although, I like the team that did win, so I'm taking them as my team because they've got Gabriel Union. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> and what was the other one? The Step Up. The Step series. Up movies. Channing Tatum, Juwan. Oh, oh, we apparently should have been watching the VMAs. Today. Today. Because oh. speaking of the Step Up movies, Allison Stoner, Missy Elliott brought Allison Stoner out to dance. And so oh, really cool. We will be watching that on videos, which are going yes. around. Because <laughs> Allison Stoner is so cool. Yes. And such a great dancer. Yeah. And Missy Elliott is really cool. teeny tiny on the teeny Disney tiny, yeah. channel. On the Disney channel. So anyway, we're going to go track down some of the... And apparently Lizzo just 
Lizzo is amazing. Lizzo had an amazing performance too. Mm-hmm. And so you're not that familiar with Lizzo, even though not everyone me. is obsessed with her. Yes. So I'm going to introduce Gail to Lizzo and maybe we'll talk about her next week. Yes. And um, take care. This is Michelle. This is Gail. And we will talk to you next week. Signing off for Audible Clutter. And Michelle once again forgot to. Hi, this is Michelle. This is Gail. Welcome to Audible Clutter. And this week we're going to be talking about the opposite of clutter, which is Marie Kondo. Yeah. For those of you who haven't heard of her, Marie Kondo is this tiny little Japanese woman who has been obsessed with tidying things since she was a small child, apparently, and now goes and professionally tidies people up, tidies people's houses, or helps them tidy for themselves, and has written a couple of books about this, and has a Netflix series, and so... Yes, I heard heard of her several years ago, because, but um, she's recently come into... um, the public consciousness because of her Netflix series. Yes. Um, but we were also in the process of downsizing our stuff because we have to move. And also, I'm not sure if I decided to look into Marie Kondo before or after I knew yeah. we had to move. Yeah, we, we started looking into Marie Kondo before we knew that we had to move. Yeah, because I have a huge t-shirt collection and some of it needs to go or some of it does not spark joy, as yes. Marie Kondo would say. Marie Kondo is all about items that spark joy yes and there are books out there and we got the life-changing manga uh, manga of tidying up because well i'm into comic books and manga and gail actually likes them too yeah because it's easier i sat down i read the manga in like an hour yeah and it was very personalized because it's the story Mm -hmm. of this one woman chiaki suzuki who i assume is fictional um, and lives in an apartment, and her neighbor and Marie Kondo, and you know Marie comes in and kind of gets her to think about what she was excited about in her apartment and living alone, and how that got lost in the in overwhelming all... pile of stuff that's all around. Yes, and that's one of the f- my favorite things about having watched the Netflix thing because I figured it would be stressful, but it's just people having a worse pile of things than us and yes. being able to cope and deal with it and Marie Kondo not making them feel bad about it. Yeah, because so many people or so many books and stuff will make people feel bad about all of this stuff that they've accumulated. They're very judgy. They are so judgy and Marie Kondo is not judgy. For some reason there are, there are rumors going around out there that like Marie Kondo says you can you shouldn't own more than 30 books, so you shouldn't own more than this many shirts. And that's not what she is really about. And actually, there's an article in Better Homes and Gardens, which I don't know exactly why I got a free subscription to it. But anyway, she's in there and she says, you know, it isn't about how me- the number of things that you own. It's how you feel about each item and looking at each one by itself and saying, does this spark joy for me? It's less about what you're tossing out and more about what you want to keep in your life. Yes. And if a collection of something brings you joy, then that's great. Yeah. That you have something like that in your life. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to have to go through all of my comic books and only pick the top 30. Right. Because that wouldn't even dent my Legion collection. Nope, <laughs> or any Or my graphic novels that I actually like. Or the t-shirts that you actually love. Or, or where, anything. Yeah. yeah. There's definitely stuff that can be trimmed, and there's definitely, I'm buying a lot less, partly because I'm trying to save money, or not spend as much, but also because 
you know, fast fashion is not sustainable. Yes. <laughs> and we've actually gotten into going to Community Aid up in Harrisburg. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of Which is cool. like a thrift store. Yeah. It's a thrift store, but it's um, the new version of religious thrifting. Yeah. It yeah, seems it's... much less judgy than the Salvation Army. Yes, I'm not sure the... if that's entirely accurate, but I will not set foot in the Salvation Army store because they are so anti-gay and trans people. Yeah. And Community Aid does seem less judgy. judgy yes. uh, still religious-based, but yeah. less judgy. So yeah. yeah, good. So yeah, we've actually I've actually gotten like the last two pair of pants I got were from Community Aid. They seem practically new. And we we've went gone we went there and bought costume stuff and yeah, that for sort the of thing. Past couple shows we did because we got the shows, jackets yeah. for Ernest. actually the, all three of the shows all that three of our shows done. we do thrifting and yeah. we actually have a schedule. We talked to the cast about it, the Midsummer cast about it this year and next because we ended up in separate thrift stores, sending texting photos to each back other back and forth. Yeah. Um, so we're just going to take a Saturday rehearsal or a weekend rehearsal and all go thrifting together to kind of get a group collection collective thing about the character costumes. Yeah. Which hopefully Marie Kondo would approve of, because we should probably get back to <laughs> Yes, back to Marie Kondo. Um, so, yeah, basically we are trying to go through all of our stuff, starting with, you start with the clothing, which we have an enormous pile of clothing that needs to be washed. And so... The I've, mountain, the, the ma- laundry mountain. The laundry mountain. I've been working my way through the laundry mountain to the point now that our washing machine isn't working. So... <laughs> Yeah. The laundromat's going to help me out, although they do not have a pinball machine anymore, which is kind of sad because there should be more pinball machines. Yes, there should. Um, But anyway, go through all of your stuff. Marie Kondo, when she goes in and, like, does individual people, will say, okay, take all of your clothing and put it in one enormous pile and then go through it all. But in the latest article I read about her, she does realize that people don't necessarily have the time to do that or the space yeah. or whatever. Yeah, this says decide to tidy up and then visualize your ideal lifestyle is number two. I'm going through the manga. Um, but one of the reasons why she starts with clothing, tidy by category, I skipped a page, that's number four, or I skipped a thing. Tidy by category is, but one of the reasons she starts with clothes, to finish discarding first. Um, one of the reasons she starts with clothing is because it's easy to tell. It's easier to tell what sparks joy. And if you start with clothing, then by the time you get to more personal things like nostalgia items, mementos, mm-hmm. and paperwork, you will have a better sense of what joy means for you. Yeah. Which is really kind of cool. It is. Right, so tidy so, by category. Um, yeah, don't do... Because there was one of the Netflix episodes, one of the guys was having major trouble figuring out what Joy was from clothes, but then when he got to the books, he, like, snagged on immediately the concept of which books brought Joy to him. Mm-hmm. And it was a really cool episode. I think it's the fifth episode. Um, she helps these two young gay guys who are trying to um, impress the one of them's parents with the fact that they're actually adults now and not just kids in co- kids yes, out of college. They're, they're adults and they have a home, and yeah. it's not just two kids shacking up yeah and it was a really great episode and it was, it was i mean it was yeah. really very um supportive mm-hmm. she was incredibly supportive there was in no way did she treat their relationship as anything else because they were gay she just treated them kind of like younger you would hope you would treat your younger brother yeah yeah it was five just fold and stand upright gal has gone nuts for folding t-shirts she will not let me touch them actually well, yeah because <laughs> there's not... a very specific way to Fold the t-shirts so that they 
uh, the, turn into these nice, neat little rectangles that you can stand up in the drawer and. It does tell, save a ton of space. It does save so much space, and you can look at the drawer and see what t-shirts you have available. And, and, and the, so, the sock thing is better too because they get less worn. They, they do get less worn. worn. Yeah, the what, the problem I have with socks is that they come on done because we don't really have the sock drawers set up so that right. they can easily go together. Oh, we'll have to fix that. Choose books by Phil. We haven't gotten to books yet. I'm kind of wary of the book thing. Yeah, it, we've been working on clothing for like three months. Yeah. But, already. So, um, and we haven't actually gotten to the part where we put everything out and no, decide I'm what I'm a little worried about books. Seven, yeah. papers and kimono. I think kimono is nostalgia is, stuff. No, kimono is like the kitchen. Oh, kitchen stuff. And that sort of thing. Our kitchen stuff is pretty basic, though. We shouldn't have huge trouble with no, that. No, we really shouldn't. This is what happens when you don't buy kitchen stuff for like 10 years because yeah. Faultsgraf went away and stopped doing their big tent sale where we bought everything. Yeah, we kind of need new kitchen stuff. But we, we need space for it. We need um, space. Leave special because we just had a shelf to collapse. Leave sentimental mm-hmm. items for last. Yeah. And then yeah. store things where they belong. She has a lot of storage solutions that make things make sense. So I'm looking forward to doing that. Yes. And then real life begins after putting your house in order. Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to this because we've just accumulated so much stuff. And there's some stuff we haven't unpacked since we moved in here. Yeah, we've been here, it'll be almost 15 years. Yeah. And yeah, there's stuff that is still in the boxes that was here. And I think possibly there's stuff that is still in the boxes that it moved to York in in 1990. Wow. I think. some Like our stuff from college. So, yeah, there's a lot there. So, we are undergoing a um, major stuff this month. We will keep you posted, and we are planning to get through it with Marie Kondo. So, we appreciate her putting so much out there, and it makes a lot of sense. And we're going to figure out what sparks joy and take it with us. Yep. All right, and now we're going to take a brief break, and we'll be right back to talk about Season 3 of Stranger Things, which we have finished. woo 